0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Psalm 22 is probably the most famous of the Messianic Psalms. Rather than call it um, a famous Messianic Psalm, I call it specifically the Psalm of the Cross, because within this particular Psalm, there is just a myriad of prophecy that was fulfilled with um, Jesus on the cross and at the time of the cross. Uh, there's a lot of conjecture or a lot of opinions from various scholars over what the occasion was for David writing this psalm, but I personally believe it was just purely written as a prophecy concerning David's future descendant, the Messiah, who was uh, turned out to be Jesus. And so Psalm 110 is actually quoted more frequently in the New Testament than Psalm 22, but I believe that is the only Psalm that is quoted more than Psalm 22. And Psalm 110 is not about the cross. This one, almost exclusively from a prophetic perspective, deals with the cross. So let's read now Psalm 22. For the director of music to the tune of The Doe of the Morning, a Psalm of David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the cries of my anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open, their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot shard, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All of my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people in the assembly. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him all of you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All of the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all of the families of the nations will bow down before Him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and He rules over the nations. All of the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before Him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve Him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. That last phrase is translated in the NIV, he has done it, but it can also be translated, it is finished. I'll come back to that. And so the prefix gives David as the author. It says that this is a song for the director of music to be sung to the tune of a known tune in that day called the Doe of the Morning. And it begins with the words that Jesus spoke from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so we all remember um, that this occurred in the in the scriptures. But just quoting from Matthew 27, verse 46 about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so this, um, this powerful prophetic foreshadowing. I wonder what was in David's mind when these words came up in his spirit. I wonder if he knew that he was prophesying specifically about the Messiah. You know, as the course of the psalm plays out, there are human elements in this interwoven But primarily, it dwells on this figure who who begins the psalm by crying out uh, that he's been forsaken by the Lord. And so um, Jesus himself cried in anguish from the cross with these very words. And then the psalmist writes, verse 7, "'All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads, saying, "'He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in the Lord.'" And, of course, the people stood and mocked Jesus. They said very similar things. You know, he uh, he claimed that um, the Lord would rescue him, let the Lord rescue him from the cross. All of this played out in the life of Jesus at the time of the crucifixion. The psalmist writes in verse 14, after his extended period of, of lamentation, he says, I'm poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. Now, friends, the cross, the the weight of your body hanging on the cross, eventually causes your bones to be dislocated at the joints. And so this this wording is very interesting. All my bones are out of joint. But he also says, I'm poured out like water. My heart has turned to wax. It's melted within me. So the, the psalmist David makes those words about his heart, about being poured out like water in his heart, melting like wax. Interestingly, John's Gospel records in chapter 19 that one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing out a sudden flow of of blood and water. And those with a a knowledge of medicine and a knowledge of how our bodies operate say this could have only happened if his heart were pierced. And so water came from a, a sack around his heart. This says, I'm poured out like water. My heart has melted within me. It's interesting, foreshadowing. Jesus, of course, was thirsty while he was on the cross. And uh, several different um, uh, gospel references are made to his thirst. The psalmist writes in verse 15, My mouth is dried up. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. And so the, uh, the psalmist experienced in the spirit what Jesus would experience in the natural. Jesus, of course, was nailed to the cross by his hands and feet. The psalmist writes in verse 16, They pierce my hands and my feet. All of my bones are on display. The people stare and gloat over me. And then, of course, while Jesus was being crucified, uh, the centurions divided up his clothes and cast lots to see who would get what. And the psalmist writes in verse 18, prophetically, They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment." Now, I cannot imagine that ever happening to David in the natural. That's one of the reasons I believe that this is um, straight-up prophecy, messianic prophecy from David to some degree with his knowledge, because the wording uh, does not seem possible to apply to, to David. It continues, um, uh, Jesus, as we know, suffered while fulfilling the Lord's purposes and the Lord's will and never rejecting the Lord. The psalmist writes, I will declare your name to my people in the assembly. I will praise you. And, of course, the life of Jesus. Uh, He did this day after day in the the, uh, temple zones and in uh, Jerusalem and the the places of the Lord. And then uh, the psalmist writes that everyone on this earth will one day remember you, Lord. People all over the world will turn and worship you. And uh, it says, because you're the ruler of all nations. Well, the New Testament bears out in many places more than I can quote, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. The psalmist says, everyone on earth will remember you. People will turn and worship you. The Bible in the New Testament says, every knee will bow. The psalmist says, you are the ruler of all nations. Uh, The New Testament says that Jesus will rule all nations with an iron scepter. And so the the prophecy continues. And then the finished work of the cross. The last words that Jesus spoke are are recorded in John 19, verse 30. Jesus said, it is finished. And with that, uh, he, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The psalmist writes in verse 31, they will come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born that he has done it. And as I said, that he has done it it can also be translated, it is finished. And so Jesus uh, finished the work of the cross. Uh, The psalmist, prophetically in the spirit, foresaw this. But what an amazing litany of foreshadowings and seeings about the cross and the crucifixion. Lord, we thank you for this psalm. We can only dimly guess what might have been in David's mind and his heart when he wrote these words. But we know for certain from the evidence of the New Testament that the Spirit of the living God was moving through David and proclaiming what Jesus would one day endure and what Jesus would do for each of us. Lord, we thank you that you did hear Jesus's anguished cries from the cross. And although he seemed forsaken, you never forsook him, Lord. You redeemed him. Lord, Jesus did indeed endure ridicule while he was on the cross. But it was all for us, Lord. It was not for him. He trusted in you, and they hurled insults against him for us. Lord, he went through all of that for us. He endured extended torment. His heart was pierced. He was thirsty. He was nailed to a cross They cast lots for his clothes. He endured suffering, all of this, Lord, while remaining faithful to you. Lord, everyone on earth will one day day acknowledge Jesus and the victory of His cross. Today, we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Today, we say that His cross was more than enough for our sins. Today, we say that Jesus and His cross made a way for us to enter enter into eternity with You, Lord. We not only accept the plan of salvation, we thank You, God, for the finished work of the cross— And with Jesus, we now say, it is finished. It is finished. And Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends.